It is almost April. That means we already are in three months, January, February, and March in 2021. Are you where you want to be? Are you where you thought you would be? Are you where you should be? Well, if any of these questions were a resounding no, you need to be at our course because we are going to course correct this first quarter. If you're not where you want to be, you got to do something about it now. We only have three quarters left till 2022. And we want you to level up whatever that looks like. I don't care if it's your finances, your health, your business. We can review it all and get you a plan that you cannot help but be successful. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Jarrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Made to Inspire podcast. I am Kimberly Smith Austin, and I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Welcome, Misty. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited for today's show. Yes, we have some great stuff planned just for you. What are we talking about today, Misty? Well, we have a... It's us. So, you know, we have a book idea (laughs) and a journal and we are coming live at you with our 31 laws of inspiration. You heard it, guys. 31 laws of inspiration. And, you know, this really continues on to what we've been doing the whole time. The name of our podcast is Made to Inspire. The name of our book, Millions of Possibilities, talks about taking your inspiration to monetization. And so we've taken all of those things and we're bringing it to life in a new resource, a new book, a new journal that we're going to make available to you so you can continue on this journey. Today, we're not going to bog you down with 31 things, right, Misty? (laughs) We'd love to. We are not. We are not. We love to, but time do not, does not permit. So today, we're just going to introduce seven. Can you say seven? Seven. We're going to, yes. And you know, an interesting thing is that they're 31, they're probably a million, but we're going to focus on 31 in this next resource. And we want you to start thinking about inspiration. Where does it come from? What are those laws and things that take you through that journey? We're going to kick it off right now and start with one that we think is absolutely critical. What is that first thing, Misty, when you think about the laws of inspiration? I do also want to say when it comes to inspiration, it's only about inspiring yourself. But when you're inspiring yourself and you're doing the things that you're aligned with and you're doing the things that bring you some of the words that we're going to utilize today, others get inspired to do the same thing. Have you watched someone in their life? Um, I know the Olympics is a very inspiring uh, time for me. I love watching the Olympics. I love hearing the stories. And it makes me want to do things that I didn't think that I was possible to do. But when I see someone else succeed, it just gets me very excited for my own life and then those around me. So one of the main things that we start with when we're talking about our inspiration 
is our positive mental attitude. Positive mental yeah. attitude. Now, people, having a positive mental attitude does not mean you don't have negative thoughts or you don't have bad days or you just, or there's not times where you don't want to give up. I think what comes with a positive mental attitude is really, um, we like to say, sharp, um, iron sharpens iron, right? So it's doing the things to help you stay in that state of mind. So just like exercise for your body, it's exercises for your mind. It's helping you stay around healthy people that have that same uh, positive mental attitude. It's reading the books, listening to the music, uh, going out in nature. So these are the things that you can do to sharpen your saw to keep your mind where it needs to be so that your attitude, which follows right behind your mind, can be that of inspiration and not a negativity or not of defeat. I love that. Positive mental attitude. You know, there's an expression that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if you're thinking positive, then your life, your actions are going to be positive. If you're thinking negative, that's what you're going to get. I think even Thomas Edison said something of that same nature. You know, if you think you can or you think you can't, then you're right. And so we really need to think about what are we thinking? Are we staying positive and put, positioning ourselves so we're in a place of positivity? So we get positive outcome. You know, they say trash in, trash out. Mm. I'm saying positive in, positive out, guys. So that PMA is everything. Which the second law of creation, I'm going to go to open-mindedness and hashtag imagination. You know, I remember in my young 20s, early 20s dating, and I had my checklist of things that people had to be when it came to being a potential mate for me. And one of them was being open-minded. Because I believe if you're open-minded, you're open to hear you're open to learn, you're open to grow. Now that doesn't mean you accept everything as it is, but what that means is you're open. You're not closed-minded. A closed hmm. mind doesn't get fed. I've also heard a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So when you're closed off, you don't get to experience all of the things that happen in life. When you're open-minded, you go outside and you see the blue sky. You don't see purple, you don't see red, you don't see orange, maybe you do but you're not seeing it as a black sky. Even on a cloudy day, go out there and see joy. Yesterday was overcast. And you know what? I went outside and I got on my bike and I rode, rode and rode. And before I knew it, knew it, the sun started peeking in and I had great hope. I had inspiration from even the clouds. I get excited, especially being an endurance athlete. I love going out there and it's cloudy. I know the sun's not going to beat me down and I know I will be able to go the distance. So think about those things. Are you open-minded or are you closed-minded? When you have an open-minded, you will allow yourself to dream, to create, to imagine, to be inspired, to live an inspired life. And I just want to add to that. When you're open-minded, opportunities just fall out of the sky because you're open to see them. Things are always there in existence but if you're closed-minded, you're not going to be able to see it. If you're open-minded, you're going to have that space where you're going to be able to see the things that are around you for you to benefit you. That's so good. And the so third good. one is one of my favorites is passion. 
having, uh, being passionate about something. I like to do um, some ways to say, how, how do I know, how do I know I'm in a state of passion or how do I know I'm passionate about something? That seems to be where there's no limit to time, like where time speeds up. When you're doing the things, you look at the clock, you're like, oh my gosh, it's hours later. And look, it's, I didn't even feel like a couple of minutes because the state I'm in is excitement. The state I am is uh, a one of energy to move forward and to do the things that I want to do or that I am passionate about. And they, um, I love it. I, um, I hear it all the time. I've never experienced it yet. Maybe someday I will, but like a runner's high. So in that sense of when you're doing something that you really love, even though it might be some work, you're in a state of enjoying it and it's feeding you. Yes, I love that. And I know if you know me, one of the things that I love to do, red is my favorite color. And I'll tell you why. Red to me signifies passion. It signifies purpose. It signifies power. But I want to mm -hmm. focus on passion right now. And the reason I think about passionate, Misty made an excellent comment. When you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's called passion. My life dream was to find something I was passionate about. And I'm really grateful that at 20, 21 years old, I determined that I was passionate about speaking, about teaching, about learning. And, you know, I started my career as a systems analyst. I have an undergraduate bachelor's degree in operations management and information systems. And my first job was a systems analyst at a company in Illinois. And I sat at a computer analyzing, programming, doing those things. Although I love it to some degree, not really. That wasn't my passion. And after being at that job for about one year, I decided to resign. I made a great income. I remember my dad saying, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, more money than he'd ever imagined in his lifetime. And I go, yes, but I'm not excited about it. I'm not passionate about it. And as a result, I resigned. And I went, believe it or not, into the sales industry in financial services, insurance with MetLife. And I absolutely loved it. It gave me an opportunity to teach to speak, to learn, to grow. And opportunities continue to grow as a result because I was passionate. My natural giftedness was displayed in what I did for a living. Mm -hmm. So we challenge you all, as you are going on this journey of inspiration, as you're going to decide who you are and who you want to become, find something you're passionate about and find a way to do it. Downstairs in my living room, there's a sign that says, do one thing every day that brings you joy. On the other side of my mantle, it says, do what you love. So it's funny, I bought these things at separate times, not intentional, but it really speaks to my heart. Passion is everything. If you can find where you're passionate about, you can live an inspired life, my friends. Hmm. I love that. What's our next one? Failure. Hmm. But wait, Misty, Kimberly, what do you mean failure? <laughs> you just talked about having a positive mental attitude, being open-minded, having passion, and now you bring failure? That, that doesn't match. Well, actually it does, my friends. Failure is the stepping stone to success. You have to be willing to fail forward, to fail often, and know that you're on your way. I think of Thomas Edison and he said 10,000 times he tried to create this light bulb and then eventually it happened. 
Now here, in the process of creating that light bulb, he didn't get the light bulb itself, but he created other inventions in the process. So yes, he may have failed with that light bulb, but look at what else he was able to create. Think of failure as your stepping stone. Think of failure as that thing you need to get you to that new place. I like to think of it as inspiration. Now I know initially it doesn't feel good. It's kind of yucky to fail. It's kind of one of those things where you're not feeling really great about it. But once you look back, hindsight is 2020, and you recognize that lesson of failure, what you learned. There's a quote that says, I didn't lose, I learned. Mm. Ready to learn on this journey called life. If you're looking for true inspiration, allow that failure to inspire you to get up again to keep moving, to lace up again and go forth, whether it's invention, maybe it's a new job, maybe it's a new sales contract that you're trying to land. Les Brown says he knocked on that door over and over and over again until they let him in to become a radio uh, broadcast. Now he didn't go right into radio. He was taking coffee initially, but he got into the door, get the door open. And it takes failure in order for you to get there. Absolutely. And I think with a definite purpose, reading Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, that having definite purpose, you could get knocked down seven times, get up eight. And it's not about the knockdown. And I love how you said the lesson. It's about the lesson. And um, what is your saying? I don't want to mess it up because it's one of my favorite, but a comeback. Setback, a, a setback is a setup for comeback. See, if we win when we become overcomers and we recognize that setback is just setting us up to come back better, stronger, faster. Yes. You know, Missy, that makes me think on Saturday um, with my running group, I was out with a lady named Ann and Ann has had a recent setback. She broke her ankle right around Halloween, taking her kids to the Halloween, you know, pumpkin patch, broke her ankle. She was doing ex exceptional in running has been running for years. And guess what? She had to sit down for about almost two, two and a half months. So she's been coming back recently, more and more and more. And this past Saturday, Ann did 10 miles. Wow. I said 10 miles. And we had the conversation about this whole concept of it was a setback, but it set you up to come back because now she's coming back faster. She's coming back stronger. When many told her, oh, you'll never run again. Anne had belief, she had a positive mental attitude, she had an open mind, and she was passionate about running, which allowed this failure, meaning the setback, that allowed her to prepare to come back and become a better version, a better runner, a better athlete than she has ever been. I love that. So Misty, now that we're talking about that, I think we've set it up for a couple things. When you are on your journey to inspiration and you think about where you want to go and what you want to do, I think it's important that you have a space to do what? Create. Yes. Tell us more about that. So we had originally had create because being creative, it's what we do. It's, it's how we identify ourselves, right? We're so creative. You should sit in a meeting with us and write down the thousand ideas that we come up with in the 10 minutes. But we were laughing because you... <laughs> had a, uh, a 
where we always have a nice space, right? The bathroom, you were going to run to change and then you ran back before you even made it back to the bathroom and you were like a space, a space to create, allowing ourselves, whether it's setting aside time or setting aside somewhere in your house that, or I used to love back in the day, pre-COVID, going to a coffee shop. We used to meet at coffee shops and have that coffee and the energy kind of around us created this space to create while others are around you creating. So it's, it's having this set up, <laughs> having this set up, you're able to get into your zone, your creation zone. And you could even do that in your house. I know I got to, during COVID, recreate my entire office to really set it up as a space. And you were saying the stuff you have on your walls, right? It inspires you to just be in a, in a zone to create and uh, invent. Yes. And be inspired, right? Because I think, you know, it is one of those things that it doesn't, you can't make it happen. It's not like, go, one, two, three, go. Even today, as we sat, you know, brainstorming about some things to share with you all, we always, we had to pause and there was silence for a bit. And then we were like, wait, I've got it. You know, it's that genius moment that comes out. And when I think about that space to create, I want to refer you back to episode number one when our very first episode, it was kind of our introduction. And we talked about our discovery when we realized that we were made to inspire. When we realized that, you know, we had this giftedness that was poured into us, which brought us back here to this podcast and sharing these shows with you. So when you think about the space to create, mine is on the run. My, I am in total silence. I am looking around sky, moon, grass, birds, animals, people. And that is a creation zone for me. Misty mentioned it, the shower, the bathroom, the bathtub, somehow the bathroom, somehow always not finds its way in there. But that is the space for me. What is that space for you? Sitting on your patio, listening to the birds chirp at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. I think that space to create is so important because it allows you to, to really dream and start thinking about what's next, who's next, who am I, who am I becoming, what do I want to become, what is that next product, service, business, opportunity, who's that next client, but you have to have the space, and you know what, Misty, would you agree the space sometimes is in silence? Ooh, for a bunch of talkers, that's pretty deep. Yeah. It's hard to shut down, to have a moment of silence. In fact, one of my morning routines is silence. You know, so often we get up, we grab the cell phones, we're looking right on social media, reading email. Nope, none of that for me. I go right into a zone of silence first. Meditation, prayer, silence. Here. Like right now. We can hear. Hmm. and create and find that source of inspiration. That is perfect because that uh, zone of silence to help the space to create is really going to lead you to number six. And what's that? A vision. Ooh. Having Self a vision for yourself and for your life and for the things that you want to accomplish, a legacy, and uh, so sitting in silence and dreaming and having that uh, connecting your passion, we're gonna connect our words here today, right? You have that passion, you have, you're now in silence, you're able to have that space 
to really imagine what, what do I want for myself? What do I want to leave here? What do I want to impact? What, what if I could have, we always have the magic question. If I had a magic wand and I can make anything happen, what would I want it to be? And it goes back to not limiting to yourself because sometimes when we have visions, we get a little knock that says that can't happen or it's not going to happen to you. It's, it's almost like that zone where it's trying to keep us safe, but sometimes you got to unleash and really just sit in. What if, what if I did get that new job? Yeah. What if I did have that product? And I love it too. What if we did write a book? Because mm. it started with a vision. Yes. Yes. That is so good, Misty. And when I think about what you said, I think the book, show it again, shameless plug, show it again. Okay. <laughs> That book right there has so many steps on bringing your vision to life. You know, one of the first things we say and encourage you to do is to imagine and to brainstorm. You know, I'm going to pull right here my rocket book. When you have those visions, when you're ready to create, grab your rocket book, grab your pen and start working. By the way, rocket book is an excellent resource for you to take notes and you can keep them digitally. One book. One note forever with you. And I love it because Rocket Book allows me to write my visions down, write my ideas down, and I have them written. And I can then upload them to my computer and go back and review them over and over and over again, allowing me to create this book. Some other things, we had created this stuff in our head a long time ago, but it mm. wasn't until we went back that we were able to bring them to life. So if you're looking for a platform or a place to take those visions and bring them to life, write them down in your rocket book. Maybe consider pulling up a, a great application like Canva, which we use throughout the book, Misty, right? Oh my a gosh. lot of Canva. That's my space to create is in Canva. Yes. So if you don't know what Canva is, canva.com, we will leave a link in the show notes for you to start creating either in your rocket book or Canva because they're great tools and they've been some of our greatest resources and, and not only resources, but inspirations as we build out our books, our programs, our classes. So you have that vision. We created vision boards in Canva through our vision class. That was instrumental for us. But now what do you do with all of that? You've, you've taken the time to create a positive attitude you're open-minded, you're imagining, you've using your passion, you have a space to create. You recognize that failure is a part of the process. You're receiving it, you're taking the vision, and now it's time to take action. Mm -hmm. What does that action look like for you, Misty? I love it. I come from the camp of baby steps and not trying to over, um, overthink stuff and just breaking it down to like, what is the least amount of work I could do to get started? Because <laughs> I learned a long time ago, and I, I think a couple of us have made this mistake, is when you get back into working out, that first day back, you feel so good and you're so excited to be there that you do all the craziness, right? And then the next two days, or you're sore and you're not as in that space as you were on day one. So imagine that, but with other things in life. And what we learn to do with the action is break it down and be accountable to it. 
Uh, the only reason this book got done is because we came up with action plans to get results and outcomes. When you're not getting your outcome, you literally have to stop and kind of investigate what's going on here. I say I want it. I know I want it. It's in my heart. Where, where's the, the disconnect? And a lot of times action, action is the disconnect because sometimes we do stuff to stay busy and we don't mm. do stuff to propel our vision forward or we don't do stuff. I know for me, especially uh, with my ADHD, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write something. Before I know it, an hour later, I'm cleaning the office and skipping around the house and doing the dishes. And I was literally, because I came in here, my coffee cup was sitting here. I'm like, wow, I'll take this to the kitchen. So I have to be very purposeful about my action and stay in that zone of completion. And these are some of our favorite things, post-its. Uh, we even have another tool we utilize is Trello. Yes. So we have our action boards on there. And luckily, Kimberly even found a tool that emails me when my action is due. It gives me an hour before it says, hey, is this done? And then I go, oh my gosh, I got to get that done. And it helps me stay in that mode of propelling forward to do all the things that we want to do, to create all the things we want to create. We, As we wrote this book, as we're fulfilling those actions, we had ideas for three more books. And we had to create a space to move those ideas over and focus back on our book. So I want to, sometimes with action, definitely comes a little bit of purpose in your action. That's it. And I think, you know, you made some excellent points, Misty. And I think all of us in life have these things we want to do. You know, we, 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 but, but the reality is the things we want to do, we don't always get to because there's so much, like you said, we created a space to go back to those books later. Cause otherwise we just go into this vicious cycle of create, 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 create. You've got to come out of the create stage and you have to go to the action stage. See, people don't do what they should do. And what happens is they beat themselves up. We start beating ourselves up. I'm the worst, I'm no good. But I think change really happens when you realize that your shoulds have to become a must. Mm. And that's that must action. I must take action. We have to establish what I like to call non-negotiables in our life. When we decide that our shoulds must become a must, it, it changes everything. We don't wish for it. We now began to work for it. We mm -hmm. now put place things in place. We don't have excuses anymore. We simply go for it and we make it happen. And that's exactly what we want to help you do. On March 31st, we have our goal setting and it's not even goal setting anymore because we've already started that. We believe that visions, goals, and dreams happen not once a year, but every quarter, every day in fact, but we're gonna break it down into quarter segments. Our course called Level Up, Level Up is going to help you level up. It's about vision, goals, and then action. One, two, three, action. That's what it's about. We want to help you do just that. And on March 31st, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you will be able to take those visions, those goals, and create a complete action plan to help you go to your next level. So we know that you are not where you want to be. I know most of us are maybe very content and very happy, but as I always say, there's more. You can have more if you believe that you can have more and you're willing to do the work. No more shoulds, but instead putting the things to work, creating those non-negotiables. 
And that's exactly what we're going to do in our three-step process that we're going to show you in that Level Up workshop. We will give you the links and opportunities to be a part of it, but we know that there's so much more waiting for you. You've just got to go get it, right? <laughs> and we say that at the end of every single show because it truly is the truth. Today, we've walked you through so much that positive mental attitude. I'm going to open mind, and I'm going to add to open mind, open heart. Mm. Open mind and an open heart. And then finding the passion. Not only finding it, but moving forward in the passion. Recognizing that you need a space to create. If everything around you, and I'm going to back up on that one and add a little bit to it. If everything around you is a cluttered mess, that's what you're, that's what's going on inside of your brain. You have to clean and clear the clutter and give yourself a space to create. Yes, mine's happened in the shower, but my shower has four bath products in it. <laughs> I don't have 72, right? If I had 72 bath products, shampoo, deodorant, lotion, body wash, sprays, you know, all that, my creation space becomes destroyed in some way. I wanna encourage you to create that environment that's gonna allow you to thrive. Ugh, and while nice. doing that, be okay failing. Failure, they say is not an option, but it is. <laughs> There's no exit ramps here. So you create that vision and you go to work. Take action, right, Misty? I love it. You said, don't wish for it, work for it. Yes, yes. Because hmm. nothing, anything worth having requires work. You ever notice that little kids who are given things and they continue to be given things as teens and then young adults, they don't develop that sense of responsibility. They don't develop the tools it needs to have hard work ethics in their heart and their mind because they've been used to been giving things. We've got to work for it. No more wishing. It's time to work, folks. It's time to put an action plan in place. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, fire you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Now go get it.